Before we get to today's episode, we want to remind listeners to send us your spooky stories for our annual Halloween Listener Stories episode. These can be any type of paranormal or other creepy experience that you were able to debunk or that you can't explain and you'd like us to take a stab at. You can send them to SpookySciencesisters at gmail.com or DM them to one of our social media accounts. Please submit your story no later than October 18th, and we hope you're enjoying the beginning of spooky season. Your brain is really good at filtering out unnecessary information and adapting to new sensations. And a great example that I read of this was, (laughs) so you know how you put on like a fresh pair of underwear in the morning and like you feel the feeling of like, okay, I have underwear on. I feel the fabric against my skin, Mm -hmm. but like then it fades away and you stop feeling it. Like I can't feel that I have underwear on right now. Like, yeah, that's think about true. It. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you know you have underwear on, but, like, I can't, like, I can't feel the sensation of the underwear. Right. <laughs> I'm Paige. And I'm Megan. And this is Spooky Science Sisters. Hello, you're listening to Spooky Science Sisters, a podcast where we present to you a science-based and probably very giggly discussion on all things strange and unusual. We are very excited to be recording our second short and spooky episode, and in this episode, we will chat about deja vu and Bloody Mary. And maybe some other things, but we don't know yet. (laughs) And maybe some other things. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get to our discussion, it's time for something spooky. So, Paige, did anything spooky happen to you in the last, it's just the last week, but whatever, two two weeks for the sake of, you know, the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so finally, I've had something spooky happen. Yay! Um, And for the listeners, this will be new to you, but Megan was with me for all of it, so... Yay! She already knows everything. Um, so we, for the first time in like a year and a half, I think, mm-hmm. uh, got together as a family. With and, Paige's parents. Yeah, with, with my parents. And um, we had gotten Airbnb. And Megan and I were like very excited about this Airbnb because mm-hmm. it just looked baller. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like views. Yeah, the reviews all like, were great. It's so incredible. It's even better than the pictures. This is the best Airbnb, Airbnb <laughs> the best Airbnb I've ever been to in my life. So the expectations were high. Were very high. Um, and it was like it was a nice place. Not to say it was like a dump or anything. It was still yeah, a nice it place. Was, like it was perfectly nice. I still gave the place five stars in my review because I didn't feel like anything was like, you know, bad enough that I would take away a star. But anyway, right. Uh, but we get there and we had gotten there like just shortly after them and they're like, we always get stuck on the same, or same floor as my parents. And so like this time everyone was like, all right, we got you the basement so you can sleep in and no one will wake you up. And we get downstairs in the basement and it is like very spooky down there. (laughs) Yeah. Like the front room of the basement, which I guess was technically the back room because it had the door going out to the, the backyard. Well, whatever. Like, sort of the main part of the basement was fine. Like, it had a couch. It had a uh, air hockey table. It had some sort of table. Yeah. Game table. Yeah. But it was like so, when you went back to the bedroom, it was like, uh, this admittedly, is like the basement. even like the main room kind of spooked me up out because oh, okay. it was like they 
it was all win- like the one wall was like doors and a bunch of windows but there weren't like <laughs> curtains on it <laughs> and it sort of just like faced the woods so i was like yeah that's kind of scary yeah and then we like yeah the bedroom was like a little bit creepy feeling uh-huh. and then we found like a random um like crawl space door but it was at like head level uh-huh it was just all very it just all felt kind of scary yeah so then, and there were sort of some like creepy storage areas that were covered yeah by, like only curtains and yeah it, it was it was a little weird the way it was finished right for sure so the one night we are like you know they have a playstation so my brother me and then Elliot, my husband, we are all I like, I was sleeping, you guys, because I'm yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> um, we all decide, like, we're going to play on the PlayStation. Well, that was kind of a catastrophe, but we're not, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Basically, we get the PlayStation set up and, like, we can't play anything on it because you can't update it because it's too old and the games aren't updated and all this stuff. Uh, but so we check out the profiles to see like if one of the other profiles like had something we could play or something we could do. And there and the host's name for that Airbnb was Annie, who was very, very helpful and like super nice. Yeah, she was um, great. Yeah. But like <laughs> there were two profiles and one was Annie and the other one was the real Annie. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> which just like totally creeped me out and then i was convinced we were in some like weird horror film setup and like we were gonna find like a dead mouse the next morning and like it was slowly gonna turn into like the real annie showing up i don't know <laughs> but we survived and it was fun we had a great time um, yeah we just recently watched a horror movie that was like sort of a similar premise where it was their go to an airbnb super fancy airbnb house and then you know, they all get murdered. <laughs> well, or like The Visit, which if you've not watched, maybe skip a little bit so you don't hear any spoilers. But oh, yeah. Uh, but at one point, we we had just watched The Visit. And at one point, Stephen, my brother, turns to me and he's like, what if we're in the wrong house? <laughs> <laughs> so then I totally freaked myself out because that's what I do. Uh, yeah. And it was fine. I mean, it was a great time, but yeah. definitely – was creeped out by the house most of the time we were there. <laughs> so that's my something spooky. <laughs> yeah, great. Paige basically just made herself afraid <laughs> right. all weekend. Uh, um, yeah. What about you? Do you have any spooky news or something spooky to share? Uh, no, I have nothing except for while I was setting up this recording, I was typing out short and spooky too, and then it occurred to me that I should call the recording session too short, too spooky. <laughs> like too fast, too furious. Which is my favorite title. <laughs> so, so this episode is definitely going to be called Too Short, Too Spooky. And like now every time we do one of these, I'm going to have to come up with like some sort of silly name based on the number of the one that it is so prepare yourselves because <laughs> there will be short and spooky episodes in the future and i'm gonna come up with clever names for them they're all going to be named after the fast series <laughs> yeah they'll all just be the fastest yeah it's short and spooky tokyo drift is the <laughs> that's what it's gonna be <laughs> Remember this moment, Paige. It's going to be like six months from now, but you have to remember this moment. I just looked up what the new one was called because I couldn't remember. Yeah. F9. 
F9. It'll just be SS9. S- S9. <laughs> <laughs> it's official. Until we get past the number of Fast and Furious movies, and then we'll have to come up with something else. But that's okay. That's a problem for future us. Short and spooky Tokyo Drift. <laughs> so stupid (laughs) you love it oh man okay so if you will remember short and spooky episodes are for topics that we don't really feel like we could do a whole episode on but we've found an article or in my case i just find tiktoks that i think are interesting (laughs) and then i look into them a little bit more and we decide to just combine a few of them into its own episode. Although I'm pretty sure my topic for today is like basically half an episode of a regular episode, but that's okay. I'm still super excited about it. It's still Uh, too short for one full episode, so it works. Yes. Yeah. Although I was doing it and I was fully thinking like we should just we should have just done an urban legends episode. But there are so many urban legends we can do it in the future. Right. It's fine. It's fine, you guys. I didn't have some sort of crisis about it. Because (laughs) I did. But it's fine. Uh, Okay. So Paige, you are going to go first. And tell us your short and spooky. Yeah. So or your first I, short and spooky. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe the only one. We have we don't know yet. <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> um, so I don't really know why I decided I wanted to do this deja vu thing, but I got like very excited about it. And our first short and spooky episode, I had actually started the research for this. It was like a couple months ago. And then we also had too much for that one. So I <laughs> saved it for this one. Uh, but I just <laughs> I made a note in here that like when I first started these notes, obviously it was for a different episode, but now I am obsessed with the new Olivia Rodrigo album. Mm-hmm. And so basically the entire time I was taking these notes, I was just singing that Deja Vu song. Yeah, I was doing Can't the same stop. thing. Yeah. Even though it wasn't my topic, like I knew that you were covering it. So I was sitting there being like, Deja <laughs> so uh, if you've not listened to that yet you should yeah um, we, we love that album right basically so. i'm listening to two things right now that and bo burnham yes. until i burn out on them which like may never happen yes well i thought i would have burned out on the which the taylor swift albums from last summer mm-hmm. but it still has not happened <laughs> <laughs> I'm and still I said, like neither you or, or Sarah responded. So like Sarah, this is my public call out of you six months later. Um responded <laughs> when I sent you guys the screenshot of my Spotify playlist. I just like I was like, all I'm listening to is Olivia Rodrigo, the new Bo Burnham special, and Taylor Swift. That's it. Cycling through those. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to combine them all in a single playlist. And then I called it Sad Girl Summer. And I was very proud. (laughs) I didn't see that. I didn't even notice that's what you called it. (laughs) I was like, this probably says something about my mental health. But, you know, it's fine. So that's the sad girl summer playlist. <laughs> I went th- listening to the sad things. I went through a phase last summer uh, where all I listened to was uh, the chicks and mm-hmm. ha- the Hamilton soundtrack, which is like a really <laughs> yeah. That was definitely a significant portion of my music listening year last year as well. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, now we've moved on to yeah, Sad Girl my, Summer. <laughs> my Spotify wrapped is fucked this year. <laughs> it's absolutely fucked. <laughs> okay. All right. Deja so, vu. <laughs> deja vu. Uh, before we get started, I just wanted to say that, like, I remember when I when I was younger, really. I mean, not mm-hmm. so much anymore. But I always had said that, like, if there was one thing, like, one thing that I could – that could make me believe that we had, like, some sort of, like, previous life, mm-hmm. deja vu would be, like, the thing that would make me believe it. Because it's, like, it is kind yeah. of, you know, spooky when you're, like, uh, this exact thing has happened to me before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Logically, though, like, I've always thought that it was somehow me just, like, remem- misremembering, like, a dream or, like, some similar memory that I had had previously right yeah i don't feel like i've had like i've definitely been in situations where i'm like wow this feels so familiar to me but not like not as extreme as some people talk about deja vu where like they literally feel like i've like lived this entire thing i know exactly what's gonna come next really you've never had that no. I was going to ask because I, I just thought it was something that, that I can that, like, remember off the top of my head. Sorry. Okay. No, you're fine. Um, I was going to ask that because I kind of assumed that everybody had it. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered in doing this, like, not, not everybody does. And I have definitely had situations where, like, I would swear I could have paused the moment and, like, told you what was going to happen next because i was like so certain that i had had it happen to me before yeah Um, i feel like i don't think that i have had a feeling quite that extreme but maybe i will i mean i'm only 33 yeah you've still got plenty of time time (laughs) (laughs) i guess what i always figured with deja vu is that it's just like your brain wants to look for patterns and wants to be familiar with things. So it's like going to trick you in some cases. But I don't right. know. I haven't looked at your notes. So we're going to find out. Perfect. <laughs> um, well, then it's it's definitely funny to me that you said – I thought you had looked at my notes. Uh, oh, funny no. to me that you said that you're only in your 30s and that you've got time because you will learn – You'll learn something about that. That's what I'll oh. say. Um, I'm scared now. <laughs> <laughs> so most listeners, uh, most people have experienced de- deja vu. And if, mm-hmm. you, if you haven't, um, or if you just have no clue what I'm talking about, it's a feeling that one has lived through a present situation before. Okay. Um, and it does occur. And I read two different numbers. I read it occurs in 60 to 80% of people. But I also read that it occurs in 97% of people. Gotcha. So... Yeah, either way. I mean, I thought 97% seems like more accurate because like I said, I mm-hmm. thought everybody had it, but maybe it really mm-hmm. is closer to 60 to 80. It occurs in 60 to 80% or 97% of people and on average it occurs once a month. It is also supposedly more common in individuals with higher levels of education, travel experience, and liberal attitudes, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I mean – that that feels like it should be me, but because <laughs> I have PhD, all of those things, <laughs> I'm pretty well traveled and I'm very liberal. But I don't know. I just don't have this sense that like that I've had a true deja vu experience. Yeah, I kind Maybe of wonder I just have, like, why. Imposter syndrome about deja vu. Anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> like everything else in my life, I'm like, mm, is this really deja vu? Like, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. Uh, <laughs> so deja vu has been especially difficult to study because it's hard to recreate in a lab. But there have been a couple of groups um, that have tried or, have, you know, pretty successfully recreated at least something huh. similar to deja it's vu. Like some sort of weird, like, inception thing. I know. I don't know that I like it. Not great. <laughs> um, Not great. <laughs> so in 2006, the Leeds Memory Group used a hypnosis to trigger the brain's recognition process. And so what they did, they had a group of 18 people who were shown 24 words. And... um they were then hypnotized. So after being shown the words, they were hypnotized and they were going – they were told they were going to be shown the words again. Um, and the, sh- the words that were shown to them in green frames were words from the original 24 and the ones shown to them in red frames were going to feel familiar. Does that make sense? <laughs> I think so. Okay. So like – they were basically told, like, you're going to see numbers. The one in gr- the ones in green frames are going to be the numbers that you have already seen. Even okay. if that wasn't the case, that's what they were told. Oh, um, okay. But the ones in the red frames, like, you didn't necessarily see them in the 24 words, but they're going to feel familiar to you. Okay. And so that was kind of, I guess, their way of recreating this feeling of deja vu. And in their study, five of the 18 said that they felt deja vu when seeing the words that were bordered in red. Um mm. And then there were also groups who have tried to use virtual reality to create the feeling of deja vu. And I was very excited because some of the groups use The Sims <laughs> uh, to do that. Um, and like for those groups, or like one of the things that I saw that they would do is they would like say they found like a picture of a junkyard uh-huh. or, or that somebody had been to before uh-huh. and it was organized in a certain way. They would take, they would go into like The Sims game and they would make a garden um or they would use like the hedges or whatever in the game and they Mm -hmm. would they would lay it out the exact same way that the junkyard was laid out so like wasn't a junkyard but it it was familiar to them because it was laid out the same way okay um so that's kind of that's how they've tried to recreate this feeling of deja vu so even though it is difficult to study scientists have come up with some theories as to what deja vu is um and the most popular a thought is that it is a memory phenomenon. A memory phenomenon is when we encounter something that is similar to a memory we have. And while we may not be able to fully recall the memory, we are able to recognize that there are similarities. And so some of what they think could be happening specifically with like memory phenomenon is that it could be a short circuit in our, they basically say it's like a short circuit in our brain's wiring uh-huh. where memories, instead of going to short term, they immediately go to long term memory. Oh. So it feels like something that happened in the past, even though it's happening to you now. That's um, freaky. Which really freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they also say it's possible that it could be like a misfiring of the renal cortex, which is the oh. area of the brain that signals when something feels familiar. So even though it might not be familiar to you, if there's a misfiring, you could think it's familiar to you. Um, hmm. And then there – there's also – or there was, I guess, like the primary theory before was that it was like you having like false memories that you were mm-hmm. recalling. Um, but that's something that scientists have started pushing back on a bit. Hmm. There was um, some a study done with fMRI and I meant to look up like fun- – it's functional magnetic resonance, but I don't – isn't that just like a normal MRI machine? 
Dude, I think it might be. Anyways, (laughs) so fMRI. It's a type of MRI. So just say MRI. Yeah, (laughs) it's an MRI study um, that was done on 21 people who experienced one of these like lab-induced deja vu things. And when they did the MRI, they were expecting if it if it had been like a false memory, they would expect that the hippocampus would light up because Hmm. that is the area of the brain that lights up. Um, when something is linked to a false memory. Instead, the areas that are like expected to light up during decision making were the areas that were lighting up. So they think that like the brain is essentially flipping through like they call it like a Rolodex of memories hmm. to try to find what it is that feels so familiar about that particular mm-hmm. instance. And they said that this idea of deja vu being linked to decision making or conflict resolution rather than like a false memory Mm -hmm. could help shed some light on why occurrences of deja vu decrease as you age even though memory errors tend to increase with age so like they would think that if it was like some sort of false memory thing that deja vu would increase as memory errors increase but they don't oh so you're That's less crazy. likely to experience deja vu as you oh, get older. Oh, well, there you go. I missed my chance. <laughs> yeah, so it's never going to happen for you. <laughs> You've really missed out. It's so exciting. That's deja vu. That's deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I don't know that I was thinking that they would match up so well, but the topic that I picked, which is why the Bloody Mary game actually works, lines up super well with sort of like your brain doing weird shit and, well, perfect. and tricking you so this is like we've like done a themed one on accident unless we do our other topics in which case not a theme <laughs> not at all <laughs> the two main things okay so bloody mary if you're unfamiliar the current popular version of this game is that you stand in a dark room some things say that you like are holding a candle or it's dimly lit and you are looking in the mirror and you say Bloody Mary. I saw 13 times. I feel like I remember being told three times when I was a kid. Or I, like, I feel like I've also heard seven times. What do you remember? I definitely, it was definitely three times for like me. Like that's okay. what I had been told. That's what me and my friends did. Okay. Three times. Okay. Well, 13 times, I guess, is like, that's the one I ran into more. So that might be huh. the more official one. Damn. Unclear. But anyway, so. You do that in this dark room, looking in the mirror, and like most people, it's like you're at a sleepover and you're locking somebody in the bathroom to do it. <laughs> and uh, a variety thing, a variety of things can happen. So her spirit will appear. Something say she'll be covered in blood, or um, and it's like the spirit of a woman. She might haunt you so like you've like released her spirit by doing this she might scratch your face up or one of the options is that you'll disappear and be trapped in the mirror forever so and there are like other ones too there are several versions of this it's like a classic urban legend sleepover ghost story meaning that it has like different iterations depending on i think where you are in the country and who told it to you and yeah can i just say yeah. That if I had known that being trapped behind the mirror forever was one of the possibilities of me saying her Bloody Mary into the mirror, I never would have tried it as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I feel like ours was just like she'd appear. Like, that's right. all I remember. That's I also any, all I remember. Yeah, I don't remember any of the physical stuff. That might have freaked me out more. So, okay. 
like this has been a game for a long time and I guess historians have been like trying to trace the roots of this urban legend since the 1970s so they spent they've spent some time thinking about this which is a little funny to me uh <laughs> but they and I, like I, when I was doing research I ran across someone who'd done like a thesis like in a folklore department like on Bloody Mary and I was like well that's awesome so yeah uh, but some stories say that she was a witch who was burned for practicing magic. Some more modern iterations say that she was a young woman who died in a car accident. There are a few real people that have been suggested as being Bloody Marys. So Mary Tudor, Mary I of England, she had the nickname Bloody Mary because she executed a lot of Protestants <laughs> for heresy. So, not great. Uh, Elizabeth Bathory, supposed serial murderer who you will remember if you have listened to episode 33 that we did with Kina from Historical AF. And then Mary Worth, she's the one who's the supposed witch. She's a quote-unquote witch executed at Salem, which is like a real pet peeve of mine when they like say that people at Salem were actually witches. Like, no, that was the fucking patriarchy and men being awful. But anyway, so apparently the origins of this game, I guess it actually started as a form of divination. So seeing the future where young women would hold a candle and peer into a mirror. And one of the versions of this was that they were walking backwards up the stairs while holding a hand mirror. (laughs) So some of it gets very specific. But the legend went that if they did this, they would see their future husband's face. But there was apparently also a chance that they would see a skull or the Grim Reaper, or their own corpse in the mirror, meaning that they would die before they got married. So, in that case, Bloody Mary isn't, like, referring to a person. It's referring to the question that they ask, will I be bloody or will I be married? So, if I saw Bloody Mary, if I saw this, like, bloody lady in the mirror. You'd assume that it was like, basically in that case, it would be like your corpse or grim reaper. I'm not getting married. I'm going to die. Yeah. That's (laughs) terrifying. (laughs) That's scarier. (laughs) Yeah. But I love the like little illustration that I found that is like on Halloween, look in the glass, your future husband's face will pass. And it's like (laughs) the little Victorian woman looking in the mirror. And I think it's an adorable little illustration. So apparently one of the things must have been that you did it on Halloween night. So fucking love that. Uh, I did learn that apparently divination using a mirror is also known as (laughs) catoptromancy. Okay, so that's where it starts. We've got this urban legend with a few different varieties of like the sleepover campfire story. We've got young women trying to see their future husbands and doing this little, you know, mere divination stuff. But turns out there's actually some science behind if you actually see something weird in the mirror during this game. No. So, yes. <laughs> and I want to thank the Mancy podcast for bringing this to my attention. He made a super amazing TikTok video about it. And I was like, well, I'm obsessed with this. And we are definitely talking about it on ours as well. So I want to give him a shout out because they did an, an episode on this too. And he actually like played the game to see what would happen. 
Researchers have found that staring into a mirror under low light makes your brain play tricks on your eyes, and so it's not uncommon to see apparitions or distorted faces when you do this. And this is apparently, they think, related to something called Troxler's fading or the Troxler effect. And this is an optical illusion that occurs when you stare at the same point for a long time. Your brain will adapt to the unchanging stimuli and start to cancel things out, making what you're looking at seem blurry or faded or distorted. So this is like what a lot of these like here's an optical illusion thing that you mm-hmm. see like floating around on social media. It's so, like basically your brain is really good at filtering out unnecessary information and adapting to new sensations. And a great example that I read of this was, <laughs> so you know how you put on like a fresh pair of underwear in the morning and like you feel the feeling of like, okay, I have underwear on. I feel the fabric against my skin, mm-hmm. but like then it fades away and you stop feeling it. Like, I can't feel that I have underwear on right now. <laughs> like, yeah, that's think about true. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you know you have underwear on, but, like, I can't, like, I can't feel the sensation of the underwear. Right. <laughs> and, like, if you can, you need to get new underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's an example of your brain just, like, filtering out that stimuli, which is really weird. So, like, my impression of Troxler's fading is it's basically your brain misfiring slash, like, not firing enough when there's a lack of new information to process. Like, when you're focused on a single unchanging thing, it doesn't know what to do. It doesn't know what to focus on. And your brain just sort of starts filtering out stuff that it doesn't think is important. So, when you're playing Bloody Mary, you're in this, like, dimly lit room. You're staring into a mirror. You're, like, looking at your own face, like, things are going to start to, like, look weird and distorted and blurry. And, like, I could totally see that as people thinking, like, something is going on here, like, while I'm saying her name. Yeah, but I, like, kind of hate that. Oh, yeah. It's fucking terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Great. It's just my face. (laughs) Just wait until we get to the next part. Okay. So, of course, it's also well documented in neuroscience studies, and we've talked about it before, that humans are naturally drawn to human faces and they're predisposed to see human faces. So like it's why we see, you know, Jesus in pieces of toast or like, you know, your microwave looks like it has a face or, you know, you see a face in blurry photos because you're fucking Zach Bagans. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So apophenia pareidolia. So, related to this and the Troxler uh, effect, so there's this psychological experiment done in 2010 by psychologist Giovanni Caputo, who described what he called a strange face illusion. (laughs) This is the worst. So, he sent 50 people into a dimly lit room to stare at their face in a mirror for 10 minutes, and it took less than a minute for most people, for the images to start distorting for them. So 66% of people said that their face became deformed. A little under half of them said they actually saw monsters form in the mirror. And some described seeing the face of a deceased parent, of an animal, 
or of an unknown woman or child. And all 50 participants reported feeling a sense of unfamiliarity or otherness when they stared at their face. <laughs> I have chills. <laughs> so <laughs> this apparently also happened when people were asked to stare into another person's face under the same conditions, like the other person's face started to distort as well, which is terrifying. And I feel like we have to try it <laughs> I was going to say, can we try this next time? We're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to do it like in the bathroom mirror and then stare at each other. Okay, so in a more recent study, Caputo had portrait artists participate and they drew pictures of what they saw. And it is terrifying. Look at these pictures, Paige. These are things of my nightmares. Right. Like they are absolute nightmare fuel like if i saw this in the mirror staring back at me i'd be like yes <laughs> bloody mary is real i definitely saw her <laughs> so it's like yeah we will post these when we share the episode but like a stranger wearing glasses a monstrous monkey woman uh an alien face which really just looks like a creepy person with no eyes that one might be the the scariest i to hate me. that one yeah I hate and it. then <laughs> the cartoon like human rabbit face <laughs> the fuck i would be pissed if someone stared at my face and this is what they drew <laughs> yeah well i think this was the people like they had them stare in the mirror again but oh i just like noticed the eyes on the monkey face and now that one's also terrible so anyway your brain is, once again, the theme of this episode so far is your brain is really weird and optical illusions are a thing. You are not seeing Bloody Mary in the mirror. It's just your own fucking face. <laughs> Which is way scarier. <laughs> Which is worse. <laughs> Somehow it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that is uh, that's Bloody Mary, and look at that—we're only thirty-six minutes in. So I think we can uh, keep moving, do our other things, which is exciting. Perfect, great. Well, this this one is not scary, nor is it even half as exciting as Bloody Mary. But that's funny. I had to tell the Don't story. Don't tell yourself short. No, we're, we're excited. Bloody Mary about it. is the coolest. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. Thought that I think Bloody Mary might have trumped Boogeyman for the scariest thing that we've that I've talked about on this show because it's your own face. I'm not supposed to be afraid of myself. <laughs> yeah, but now I am. <laughs> now <laughs> we've really come a long way on this show to like being afraid of ghosts and spooky stuff to being like no no that's all just bullshit to now like we're literally just afraid of ourselves <laughs> like i'm i'm gonna be i i tonight it's going to happen i'm going to be brushing my teeth washing my you know doing the whole night thing and i'm gonna think Paige, don't look in the mirror for too long <laughs> yeah i don't think <laughs> look in the mirror just have the lights on and it'll be okay yeah <laughs> Yeah, like no, okay. <laughs> yeah, like the next time I have to get up in the middle of the night to pee and go to the bathroom. Oh, like, no, no, not looking in the mirror. I'm just not gonna go. I'm just gonna wait till it gets bright out and then I'll go. <laughs> Too scared. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that like it started to happen after like less than a minute. So I was like, you don't have to be in there for long. It right. Could be, like the time that it takes to like. Wash your Wash hands, my hands and your face starts turning into a monster in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Now that we are never looking in a mirror again, <laughs> there's a mirror like just to my left, and I'm very uncomfortable. There's a window right directly now. in front of me, and I can see my own forehead, and Ooh. I will not. I will not move my head yeah. up. And I literally, I literally just gotta chill. Yep. I this is terrible. This might be the scariest thing. Oh no. <laughs> Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Um, so, okay. On to something that isn't going to freak me out as much. Great. Let's bring <laughs> it up. Let's, let's, let's talk about something else. <laughs> um, so have you heard of the Santiago Flight 513 disappearance before? I have not. Okay. So I heard about it and I, it had to have been the Amelia Earhart episode we did. And then I, in researching an episode between this one and that one, I had found it again. And both times I read it and both times I was like, this is ridiculous. And then I came across it again over like this, the last couple of days. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to tell this damn story because it clearly <laughs> wants to be told. It's a story that was printed in the Weekly World News. Do you know anything about Weekly World News? I also News? don't know anything about that. Perfect. I don't know anything about anything. Great. It's what we've learned. (laughs) The story goes that Santiago Flight 513 took off on September 4th, 1954 from West Germany and was expected to land in Brazil 18 hours later. The flight disappears mid flight. (laughs) That is a long fucking flight. (laughs) The flight disappears mid flight over the Atlantic. Okay. And. Like, that's kind of it. Like, they send out multiple search parties to find Uh either the airplane or passengers, Uh but they are totally unsuccessful in finding anything at all um, for years. And so they just sort of give up on it. Okay. Until 35 years later, on October 12th, 1989, an unauthorized craft is seen flying above the air base in Brazil. (gasps) And they, like, try to make contact with the pilot, and they can't. Uh-huh. Like, nobody responds. Eventually, the plane land. Plan, the Oh, my God. Eventually, <laughs> the plane lands, uh-huh. and it is identified as Flight 513. <gasps> when they look at the plane, like, everything's still in great condition. The a- engines look great. Everything's uh-huh. fine. Airport authorities approach the plane, and as they get inside of it... The story says that they walk in and they find 92 perfectly preserved <gasps> skeletons. Oh, and no. four of those skeletons are the crew members. So, like, yeah. the story is literally that the fucking skeleton pilot is flying. Oh, the like, plane. there's not a pilot. It's oh, not no, like... it's a skeleton. <laughs> So, so this is just this is just bullshit. It's bu- it's bullshit. But like, I have read this story 
several times, I have found several websites that like seem to suggest that something actually happened here. Uh-huh. And how all I can think is like, no, this is stupid. So yeah. obviously, this is not true. And looking into it a little bit, apparently, the Weekly World News was known for printing non-factual stories. Mm. They took each story they were given and were told, don't fact check yourself out of a good story. So okay. like, they were just like known for printing like, just total bullshit. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's... <laughs> It sounds familiar, doesn't it? Not to throw too much shade, but (laughs) there are a lot of paranormal podcasts out there that you could say the same thing about. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I was just thinking news, but never mind. (laughs) Oh, well, news as well. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We're not going to get political. (laughs) um, (laughs) However... As with, like, everything else that we uh-huh. talked about in here, like, there are actually people who believe that this story is true and, like, okay. seem to think something paranormal is going on here. And it's like, what do you think is happening? That this Got skeleton it. just, like, sprung to life and flew a plane? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Um, although, like, how freaked out would you be if, like, a Malaysia flight, whatever, of three something? 370. 370. If it just like showed up one day. Oh, I would crap my pants. <laughs> I would see it on the news and like instantly poop my pants. Yeah, there are like there are like some like weird like wormhole stories or something like that. I'm like yeah. people have a lot of theories about what could have happened here. And who knows, maybe someday we'll get excited and talk about that more, but like for yeah. now, I just wanted to cover how silly i thought the story was yeah i thought you were gonna say like i don't know i i didn't i did not expect like oh they said like there's just a fucking skeleton flew (laughs) into the airport yeah i thought you were gonna say that like somebody like an actual physical person flew this plane full of skeletons that it would still creep me out and i would still question like okay what actually happened but i could at least believe it would be possible (laughs) <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh well i will i was googling it because i'm like i think it's still i mean it is a great story so like yeah <laughs> kudos to them for it's a good creepy story but absolutely yes, snopes snopes says false <laughs> right yeah they all say false i love though and like the one in the article that i have it's like when they opened the cockpit doors they saw that the plane's pilot captain miguel victor curry also yeah. in skeletal form still had his hands on the controls <laughs> so- Oh, I, I, th- no. I thought that was a great story. This does say that there's like a Twilight Zone episode. That's yeah, very similar yeah, to I had it, seen so. that too. So, yeah, so it's it's a tabloid, okay? Right. It's but it's funny. I thought it was funny. I thought yeah. it was cool, fun. But so some of the stories that they printed, like they apparently were, you know, actually there was some truth to them. Uh-huh. And I found this mental floss article, which, like, admittedly, I didn't do any additional fact checking. So, like, it's totally possible some of these aren't true either. This one claims that, like, these particular world weekly world news headlines did turn out to be true. But like I said, I did not fact check it. Um, yeah. But there was just like one or two that I thought were like kind of terrifying. The first being woman bursts into flames during an operation. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Which is like 
terrifying. I did not read the whole article, but like to the right, it's got like a little, um, it's got like a part that they blew up and it says spark ignites cleaning solution <gasps> and patient becomes ball of fire, which like, as if I didn't already have enough fears about having to have surgery someday. I don't know oh, why or when. No. That is like the worst that's Surgery terrible. patient suffered severe burns when she exploded into flames on the operating table. 33 years old. So, like I said, this website says this one is real. It sounds like it could have happened. Yeah. Terrifying. So yeah. I saw that one. And there was one other one that I saw. June 17th, 2004, Hogzilla, mutant 12-foot pig killed in Georgia. <laughs> and there are others out there. Oh. So that was right. the other one that it kind of freaked me out. That's a big-ass pig. That's all. <laughs> That's all I have. Okay. <laughs> so my second one for today is... Also totally unrelated to weird brain stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> the stuff I said about there being a theme, out the window. <laughs> so I wanted to talk a little bit more about Oumuamua. Uh, we had talked about Oumuamua way back in episode three. So it has been, it's been a long time. And if you listen to our guest appearance on the historical AF podcast space part one episode, you heard me talk about this again. But if you don't remember, Oumuamua is the first interstellar object that we have been able to observe that's passed through our solar system. So interstellar, <laughs> interstellar meaning that it came from a different star system, which I love. I think like that alone is just super cool. Mm -hmm. And when scientists looked at it, if you'll remember, they realized that it was a bit weird. So it seemed like it was like unusually shiny. It was moving fast and had sort of an odd trajectory. And there were several possible explanations that were thrown out for what it could be. But one of the fun ones was that they said like, it is possible that it's like some sort of interstellar light sail or like alien probes sent out to make observations of different solar systems, which is incredible. <laughs> so since we released that episode, scientists announced in March of this year, so March of 2021, that they finally think that they know what Oumuamua is. So they're calling it an exopluto, so a piece of a Pluto-like outer planet from some other solar system that was knocked off the surface of that planet and sent into space by some sort of asteroid impact. So like basically huh. that little Pluto-like planet got hit hard enough that a chunk went flying off into space. Also terrifying. <laughs> and but... like knocked off into orbit. I mean, like that's where our moon comes from. So Yeah. But it, I mean, it's still, space is just like, yeah. it's just Yeah, else. it's a whole other thing. Go yeah. listen to the episode of Historical AF where we talk about eerie space stuff because it's, uh, yeah, it, it hurts our brains like we've said many times. <laughs> So the shininess that they observed on it may actually be due to nitrogen ice on the surface, which is being vaporized on one side. And I assume they mean like the side that's exposed to sunlight, which is what's giving it extra speed and is like what's giving it its sort of weird trajectory. And I guess nitrogen ice 
wouldn't form a visible tail like you'd see on a comet, which was one of the things that they were thinking it might be, but it didn't have that characteristic tail. So it had to be the ice or whatever was making it shiny had to be something that was like not like a traditional comet. And then the last thing to note about this is, so this is the first one of these interstellar objects that we've been able to observe. And unfortunately, it was on its way out of the solar system by the time they saw it. Mm -hmm. But scientists have noted that there should be like on the order of quadrillions of these Oumuamua-like objects Mm -hmm. in the galaxy, in space. And like based on that, we should be able to observe at least one a month. So... I think, like, with that pan stars, which is what saw Oumuamua, there's, like, a couple other telescope projects that are going, like, we'll potentially see more in the future. So I'm I'm excited to see what we see Yeah, next. that's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, that's my uh, second thing. It's just a little Oumuamua update. And I guess Oumuamua, oh, I did look that up because I couldn't remember before, but it like roughly translates to scout in Hawaiian. So I think they were like playing off of the like, you know, it's like coming in from another, coming in to observe us from another solar system. It's a scout. Oh, gotcha. All righty. Well, I guess that wraps up our too short, too spooky episode. (laughs) (laughs) Next year, look for short and spooky Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. (laughs) If you liked this episode, hit subscribe and share with a friend. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Spooky SciPod, Facebook at Spooky Science Sisters, and at our website, SpookySciencesisters.com. If you have any questions about previous topics or ideas for future episodes, email us at SpookySciencesisters at gmail.com. As always, thank you for listening and stay spooky. This podcast is a part of Straight Up Strange Productions. Discover more shows like this one at straightupstrange.com. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.